0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Wednesday evening, a ribbon-cutting ceremony formally opened the Alexandria, Virginia headquarters of the Senate Federal Credit Union. The building is named for the legendary Senate staff member, Bertie Bowman. He came to Washington in 1944, a runaway at the age of 13. At 90, he's still working as staff assistant to the Foreign Relations Committee. Just before the ceremonies, I spoke with Mr. Bowman. We know you have a long career as a Senate staffer. Give us a rundown of the jobs you've done since, well, how many years ago it was it? It took
2: me two years to do all of that. <laughs> give well,
1: give one. us the highlights.
2: The highlight is that I'm hearing coordinator for the Senate Foreign Relations Committee for many years, and uh, the hearing coordinator also for the Credit Union Committee, Murders, and all that. And
1: what does a hearing coordinator do?
2: Hearing coordinator makes sure that everybody has work and uh, they... Uh, uh, meet and greet the people who are coming in to discuss things with the chairman of the committee or any staff member they may have an appointment with.
1: But you've done a lot of other jobs prior to that. What are some of the, what, the ones that stand out in your mind?
2: All of my jobs stand out in my mind. Because if it wasn't for all of the jobs I've had, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you today. But uh, there are uh, one that I would say, the one that I'm really grateful of is that what the credit union have done for me and how it has helped me to grow into other jobs in the Senate. And
1: I've seen footage of you. You set up the microphones. You make sure the witnesses get escorted. So you've had the elbow of some luminaries and some rogues, haven't you?
2: Yes. There are several uh, people that I deal with before our hearing starts. I deal directly with the chairman of the committee. And uh, I've had fun doing that.
1: And when you're setting up a hearing, it's all set up. The witnesses are coming in. You're kind of hanging there in the background to escort them in and out, making sure the microphones, the volumes, and all that kind of stuff. Star- I should get you as a producer in my studio one of these days. But do you listen to what's going on?
2: I'm too busy working, trying to get the work done. I have others who help me with the operation of setting up the committee on formulations for the uh taping for the hearings and the other senators of the committee
1: and how has the pandemic made all of this different i won't say more difficult because somehow i don't think more difficult applies to you
2: i don't know i have not been to work for a while i um, just kind of been under the weather for the last year almost but uh, it has been fun
1: and i understand that at 88 you're not ready to actually retire
2: Not really. Never ready to retire. You never give up something that you enjoy doing, you know.
1: Now, you came to Washington as a young man, worked for the Senate. And what's happened on your personal life in the meantime? Have you married? Do you have kids, family? We don't see too much about that.
2: Well, there are family. There is a family. Uh, Two or three kids. Uh, There's been a wife. My wife had passed almost. I guess you can say I'm a widow now, you know. I've um, been married twice, and uh, my wife, who kept the stick, and kept me going.
1: All right, well, I would say to the people that might be listening that can't see Mr. Bowman at the moment that this is a bright-eyed, sharp-looking guy.
2: I feel good all the time that I've spent working on the Hill, meeting people, and I think the folks that i met and tried to help do certain things have kept me alive and ready to roll every day.
1: In all these years, of course, you've seen generations of young staff come, maybe stay, some come and go. A lot of them are sharp. You know, they have a Yale degree or they have a Harvard degree, and they're going to change the world and reinvent the Senate. What's that been like? And have you had a chance to maybe counsel some of them on how to well, how to I've conduct consult- themselves?
2: I've counseled many of them, and they do have these... Uh, ideas of how they want to work or how they want to work for the senator or the senator senator that they are working for on Foreign Relations Committee. Mm-hmm. And uh, they seem to do a pretty good job. They listen. I've learned a lot from them.
1: And the senators themselves, you know, lately we've seen a lot of this incivility and so forth that you see on television. What's it like behind the scenes? Do they actually... Throw spitballs at each other, or do they? It used to be they were collegial. No, and and
2: spitballs are I, I do the throwing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all. That problem.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, but they used to have cigars together, and they would have a bourbon together in a hidden room or something. Does that still happen? You don't have to mention the bourbon, but I mean, are they? Is there any kind of fellowship behind the scenes that the public doesn't see?
2: There's always a fellowship, and most of this, the fellowship that. uh come my way are the ones that I try to make sure that the Senators have all the material that they need to do the hearing, whatever the hearing may be, or the subject of the hearing, whatever it may be, and we go from there.
1: And do you spend most of your time in the Senate office buildings, or do you get some time in the Capitol? I
2: go from place to place. We have an office in the Capitol, Senate Foreign Relations Committee, office in the Capitol, and there are steps I do take to get that work done.
1: Maybe you take the uh, subway a little more often these days yes. from building to building.
2: Yeah, I don't do that walking like I used to. I used to walk over, run over, and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Dennis,
2: Senator Thurman was the one that we always tried to get. He always tried to get me to run with him. <laughs> he used to run from building to building, you know. Sure. But it was fun. Have you
1: had any senators along the way that are particular favorites?
2: All. I got, let me see, the City committee has uh, 20 senators. All of them are my favorites.
1: You are a political man, or a politically wise man. You know how to traverse these fields pretty well. Let me ask you about the building itself, both the office building and the Capitol. You've probably dealt in this role with a lot of changing technology over the years and changing gadgets. What's that been like? What what are some of the changes you've seen?
2: I've seen many changes. There are, although I had the privilege of being the hearing coordinator for the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, uh, but there are other changes that, that have happened that I've seen happen.
1: And, of course, even the best Senate staffers don't work 24 by 7. What do you do? What's, what interests you when you're off hours?
2: I never had any off hours. So I work from the time I go there and the time I'm not there, the time I go back. There are always work to do dealing with the Senate Foreign Relations Committee.
1: Tell us more about your relationship with Strom Thurmond.
2: Strom Thurmond and I, we had a good relationship. He uh, was from South Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people did not want him at the time, and he became the senator from South Carolina, but he ran and won, and we became good friends.
1: Also, having been in the District of Columbia all this time, I mean, that city has changed a lot in terms of racial relations, the way people interact with one another. That must be a profound change looking back on a telescope.
2: There have been a lot of changes looking back on it. There were beautiful changes dealing with the Committee on Foreign Relations and whoever the chairman may be or whatever, I had fun. Do you make
1: your home in the district or are you i I'm in
2: the District of Columbia.
1: My parents are both district natives, were Eastern High, but prior to Capitol Hill, my yeah. dad, mm-hmm. and my mother was in Northwest at Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I went to Roosevelt.
1: How do you like that?
2: It was nice. I was <laughs> trying to finish up for high school because I uh, was in school and then all of a sudden I went back my high school diploma.
1: Yeah, that was, if one it was the pride of Capitol Hill, Roosevelt's the pride of 13th Street, I guess you might say, right up mm-hmm. the top there, just up the street from Central. It must be kind of astonishing to think about how, for the better, how
2: much D.C. has changed. D.C. have changed quite a bit. And uh, I've been along with the changes, and I accept them as they come. And I want to comment, because
1: again, people can't see, but you, I said you're bright-eyed before, you also are looking me straight in the eye with a gaze and having met the Clintons, the Thurmans, and all of these people parading through the Capitol all the years, I don't think anyone intimidated you, did they?
2: I never was intimidated by any of them. I was doing the work there, and I was cleaning the steps, step by step, what I enjoyed doing. And so do you feel
1: you might have left a little bit with them from you, even Bill Clinton,
2: Hillary Clinton? Those are people you've
1: held by the I elbow, too. I think
2: learn from what I was doing. And I had no problem with any of them. They were a joy. And once you meet Bertie Bowman, you will not have to worry about anybody else.
1: Bertie Bowman is staff assistant and coordinator for hearings of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.
3: Hello and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I am your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA.
0: And they, they have my eternal gratitude. Uh, I got to come and go from the Pentagon. They stayed every day and worked in Washington when I got to go out and um, enjoy being at sea.
3: Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, we, WAPA serves civilian federal employees, but your comment is well taken because the interaction between the two is, is continuous, it's nonstop, and it's critical. So uh, the career civil servants as well as career military, uh, our country would not be where it is today without them.
0: I totally yeah. agree. And, and I can tell you from the U.S. Navy standpoint, uh, we couldn't operate like we do without them being the backbone of what we do.
3: Thank you very much for your time today, Cutler. And to everyone listening to Lessons in Leadership podcast, we'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely.